This programme is made with the support of the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee. Independence Day. Why you rap so funny? Why you sound so weird? Why you dress so awkward? You ain't from brown here. Hi, this is Independence Day with me, Alan. This is a series of 10 episodes where I'll be exploring the independent music scene in Ireland at the moment. Over the next 10 weeks, I'll be talking to label owners and music makers about what it's like to make music away from the mainstream, how they started, what music inspires them, and find out if passion is enough in an environment where music is often consumed for free. The Word Up Collective in Dublin is not a record label as such. But it brings together artists and groups from the hip-hop, soul, R&B, rap and spoken word scenes. It was set up by Phil and Annette Udell in 2016. I met them at the busy library bar of the Central Hotel in Dublin to find out why they set up the collective. We were um, walking through, I don't know, it was a castle in, in Kilkenny. We were having a chat about it because at the time we'd um, recently... Um, split ways from an artist that we were managing, Simi Crowns, and we'd made a lot of contacts while we were doing that. And he basically, we decided after that, well, we're probably never going to go down the management route, but we saw, we definitely saw that there was a space there and there were a lot of really, really talented artists in Ireland that needed a platform or a way through and that they couldn't seem to find it. So I know... Phil had received a lot of emails from acts and I was getting asked if we were out of gigs and it kind of, it was born from that. There was a necessity there. It was important to start it. It was important to start something, you know, um, that also was more like a community as well and and promote that kind of integration with the music that already existed and the new music coming through. And at the time, this was 2016, so at the time it was, you know, I'd been running uh, State Magazine since 2008 and you know and we'd covered a lot of Irish hip hop and you know we'd given hair scrape on their first ever gigs and you know we'd, we'd put them on Electric Picnic and Darjo Vu and people like that and but you would talk to people in the industry and they'd all go oh yeah Irish hip hop's brilliant and they'd give you the same three names every time so we thought okay you had to kind of get stuck in and kind of you know and, and trace stuff through Breaking Tunes or Facebook and that's how we first came across uh Profound, who's now working as Jafaris and people like that, and Demola, and all these, these, you know, and so it was kind of the beginnings of the scene then. But you did that, you had to kind of follow a, follow a trail, and that's we kind of brought ten artists together, and we wanted to put them on a, on a platform. So like, here you go, this is what's happening in in Irish urban music and kind of pop and funk, and that's how we kind of started off. And we launched with a, uh, a, a gig at the Bella Bar in April 2016, where everybody played. And then March. kind of gone on from there. What does Word Up do for its artists? Yeah, at the beginning it was very much a kind of an artist platform at the beginning, um, and it's sort of it's, it's it's shifted over the years, and it's more a, a, a management company now, and a, and a, and, and start, which we said we'd never do again. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah, we said we never managed, but you know it became you know as you know we started working with all the artists on just on a on a level that you know okay well. We'll help you get your music out there. We're not going to kind of hold your hands 
beyond that. But you know, there's certain acts have come through that you know, and probably Super City were the first one who, who kind of came and said, look, came to us looking for management. You know, they'd been working with Hair Squared. Then they, you know, Hair Squared went off and did their own thing, and you know, they they put their band together and they were working with Philip, who's Hair Squared's manager. He, he couldn't take them on, so he recommended us, and that was the first kind of act that kind of came through to that level. And then Tebby Rex came through after that, and. JOL and Sequence and, and Natalia Flatty. So that, you know, that's, and it's, I, I think now it's almost like a, a creative hub where we, we want to bring in designers and, and video makers and social media people and new managers as well. So I think that it's kind of shifting a little bit at the moment. Yeah, it's evolved. It's and, become and, that. Yeah. yeah. Working twice your age and hours for less than minimum wage, but legally it's all G, so we just turned the page to a different story. Sure, it's only for the minute. Ah, there's nothing in it, and there's nothing else out there. Or at least that's the fear. Seeded in the minds of the youth since the big boy bankers burst the bubble and left us in the rubble. The best of us still babies, but still we're the ones in trouble. We get the burden of blame. Ah, they're all the same. Won't get up off that backside, won't get up off that phone. Why don't you battle the landside of trying to buy our own home in 2018? It's clear the working class is still a working machine. And the electronic age is closing the gap between man and manual labour. Do us a favour and digitise the criticised aspects of human error while you try code the compassion held by a carer. Or a shopkeep who lets you off with a few quid at least once a week because he knows you're struggling too. And he knows there's nothing else he can do but to ease your burden by a few brass tacks to which you say thanks and he nods and you no. If it weren't for two each other, there'd be no place left to go. The brain drain might have left us in drought, but there's no doubt that the stout inside our rain's still a falling. Like the good times never left, because the locals still are calling your name. Every weekend the same, he's the pain of a back-breaking shift and sujak carpal tunnel itch. Gather the boys, make some noise, let out your cathartic cries of times gone by and times to be. And all the times you miss, because you see... There's no thinking when you're drinking, sinking pints and dodging points of contention. Fint have to mention of a well-rounded discussion. Boost percussion, drum and bass, wreck the place off your face. Blissful disgrace. It's the power of youth that slam cans and burns youths. Cause hands up, don't shoot, doesn't come into it here. We're not living in fear of the systematic, semi-automatic or the boys in blue. Cause what's true for me isn't true for you. We have the privilege to accept our, state, accept our fate and blame the state where our commie dogma driving mates. We have the privilege to spray FTG and AGAP and still make our home to see mammy. We have the privilege to be bricks in the wall, cogs in the wheel, with a net of means tested welfare to catch us if we fall. And so, we settle into passive aggression. We settle into accepting recession. We settle into blissful disgrace, but never ignorance, because the only thing we know is our place. I said the only thing we know is our place. Natalia O'Flaherty is a young spoken word artist and part of the Word Up Collective. I met her again at the Central Hotel just before Christmas and she told me how Word Up has helped her. So now Annette and Phil are actually my managers, like, officially, but even before that was happening, they were they do, like, nights of just Word Up acts and it's just, there's a lot of, like, rappers and R&B artists and hip-hop kind of thing alongside the spoken word. So it's just kind of... People who want the same things in their careers and for their for the music scene and the poetry scene. So we all work together and we do projects and stuff. But it really got me. It got me into the scene. It got me. I just dived like straight first into other people. Like I, whereas before I never knew anyone who was doing what I was doing. So it was the family aspect of it as well. It was just nice to know that I wasn't the only one with a mad idea of being a poet or making it as an artist. Like so, and it, like all that, all their promotion and stuff. They're just they're they're great. Like they just completely 
took us under their wing and they had all the connections from their own years and working in the industry and stuff. So it was just, it was just a nice little Kickstarter for everyone involved and it's, we're getting better and bigger and better every year. So 2019 is going to be a brilliant year for Word Up. I'm a stunner, Bob True when I wanna call man for my dollar. I'm a stunner, skirt skirt with my brothers, bell gal than another. I'm a stunner, Bob True when I wanna call man for my dollar. I'm a stunner, skirt skirt with my brothers, bell gal than another. I'm a stunner, never seen a man so stunner. How you gonna call me a runner? How you want chat? How you gonna take my pee? Now you can't pay my fee, now you can get whacked. Till the man get back Cause they with the chest and they know that's facts Bang one square just to get them packs Ops never found me, man, I'm never on the map I asked Annette and Phil if Irish hip-hop and urban music are more accepted in Ireland nowadays. Yeah, I suppose, I mean, if, you know, I, I look back when, when I started, when I, when I moved here to uh, 2000 uh, and started State in 2008 and... You know, there was a there was a senior Messiah Jay, and the expert would be the kind Scarier. of the kind of yeah. scarers before that. Yeah, yeah, but like 90s. I mean, they yeah. they had existed here, so there was, there so was there had, a scene. There had been a scene, and it you know, um, and it definitely kind of exploded with you know, with a generation of African Irish you know musicians who kind of came in and started working in the scene, and I think that gave it. Well, why that kind of gave it an, an interesting, you know, viewpoint. Yeah, yeah, and there was there was you know an article on Pitchfork about it, and that was the first thing that really kind of kicked it off. But it sort of, you know it made a big deal about the race element, and it was how, you know how Irish hip hop was kind of cool now because it was being made by black musicians as opposed to kind of the white Irish. And I think that that created a lot of ructions. And I know, and the guy who wrote it, Dean. You know, I mean, I know that's not what he intended. It was just. The editor's kind of got hold of it and put this subhead on it, which kind of put it in a whole whole different light. But it definitely, it definitely, that kind of uh, cha- you know, generational change of Irish society and Irish culture had an effect on it. Hundred percent, you can't, and I think no one would deny that. And what it's done is it's given a real kind of impetus to the scene, and now and to other musicians within the scene. Yeah, you know, absolutely. Not necessarily yeah. just African musicians, but people you know that were already here that have benefited from that, you know, and that are starting to collaborate. They're all starting to collaborate more with each other, and you know. Yeah, I mean, I think it, you know, it, it, kind of, it gave it, it kind of gave you know people who work in the scene before probably felt kind of quite isolated. You know, it's you know it's, it's a wider thing now. Yeah, you know, and it's definitely if you look. At the acts who are now kind of the, the top of the, the tree, you know, Kojaks, the Versatiles, um, Mango Mathman, you know, it, the kind of, you know, the old school kind of gang are, are doing very well from it. And then new acts are coming through. So it's, it's definitely the most exciting thing. It's almost a catalyst. Yeah. For, it, it, it was a catalyst for change and exciting too that it was through music and now it's, you know, it's, it's spreading out. You can see it in theatre, you can see it in, you know, spoken word. It's actually... It seems to have spread out all at the same time, but the Absolutely, music yeah. the scene seemed to be the thing that pushed through first. I mean, it, yeah, it's it's a scene and it's a bubble and it, it has burst, I think, already. You know, I think now we're kind of going back to the quality. Yeah, not but yeah, but well. internationally, people want to write about Irish guitar bands again now. But that's <laughs> the kind of thing. So then, yeah, that maybe that kind of international spotlight has has passed a little bit, but it's left to kind of a very healthy scene. Uh, 
the worry would be that is there are so many people making music in this genre and there's still only a, a tiny amount of opportunity, you know, in terms of you look at festival bills, you know. I suppose when you look at a festival lineup or any festival lineups that are announced here, yeah, they're sold out. But why then not announce any Irish acts? Why not book the Irish acts so you can announce them all at the same time? Why are you just announcing these yeah. international acts? And I guess that's something else that we wanted to break through, you know, it's just to not have the Irish acts always as a secondary or as an afterthought to make sure that, you know, they're of a level, they're of a quality, you know, internationally, globally, just as good as some of the other music. In fact, they're on the Spotify playlists, the New Music Fridays, you know, they, they're up there with the rest of the acts around the world. Why not, you know, why not give them the same status? Sentimental and a little crazy. Yeah, I fucked your best friend, but come on, baby. Hear me out. She's kinda cute. Tell the truth, what's I supposed to do? Heavy Rex are a hip hop group based in Maynooth. Their frontman Daffy spoke about what it's like to be involved with the collective. What it means and what's involved is kind of separate. So I feel like what's involved is whatever you want it to be. You know, like it's not a hand holding thing where you have a whole team at your disposal who are making plans for you and everything. But I think as an artist as well, especially, like, you have to be hungry. Like, they're not managers, you know? You have to say, I have an idea, I have a vision, and then they can help you execute it, you know what I'm saying? So when they started Word Up, we had goals we wanted, and we like, listen, I want to play, for example, Electric Picnic. How do I do that? And then they help you, you know, go through that process. So I, I want to get a song on the radio. How do I do that? And they help you create a press release. So... It's a thing of like, it's for people who want to do this music thing, but also want to do it seriously, you don't want to be handheld. I guess what it signifies is you're, you, you, that, kind of, that kind of awareness that you're making history, not to sound overly dramatic, of course, but I think people are reaching levels and making strides that haven't been done or seen before in this country. So whatever you do, even if you mess up, even if you fail, that's going to be a part of Irish hip-hop history moving forward. So it's that awareness that like in 10, 15 years' time, Word Up and other names and other kind of collectors will be the ones who are discussed when it comes to Irish hip-hop. And maybe, you know, we won't be the most successful ones. The, the big Irish worldwide hip-hop artists, global hit might come in five years' time. But you're going to have to look back at this point and be like, this is what laid the foundations for all this to come. So I think that's exciting and it's a really interesting thing to know, like actually see history being made and know your part and where you like kind of what part you play within it, you know? And how do you decide then who's going to be on Word Up? How do you, you know, find a new artist and go, oh, yeah, we want to work with them? I suppose that's the beauty of it, finding, finding those people who 
have a talent and half the time don't recognise it themselves and just you could see well if they had help developing you know in this direction or maybe they could contact somebody else or a producer they could work with how how brilliant is that going to sound you know and that's where you become so passionate about something and you can almost see a few years ahead how, how it's you know how it's going to look a few years ahead we go yeah yeah i mean people really... will come to us you know a lot of the time now we you know we get stuff sent through all the time you know like any you know, label or whatever or company or whatever you know you get stuff and yeah you know, and stuff you know some stuff stands out some doesn't um or you know you know, our artists are out, they'll come back to us, you know, and they, they, they run gigs or they meet people. I mean, yeah, we're at the moment, we're looking, at, as you know, we have our kind of core acts are starting to move up the ladder and do, and do really well. So, you know, signing record deals or, you know, getting agents, or, you know, or start to play outside of Ireland. We, you know, we have to look at who comes next and, you know, and what can, you know, once we open doors with, with one act or two acts, hopefully we can then, you know, so say with 2FM you know we have a great relationship with with 2FM they've been really supportive and and JLOL and Terry Rex are on the 2FM rising list this year so that kind of gives me hope that you know I can kind of go back to Alan Swan or you know to Dan Hegarty or you know or Tracy oh, Clifford or you, or you speak, yeah, or the, yeah, yeah, yeah because he, for Natalia as well you know with Ryan Tuberty and everything she was you know doing the prime time and and it's those kind of relationships and once you build them and you know cement those relationships that's where you know people automatically then would trust in you know trusting you as as somebody who say well this you know this person's good or you know as uh, long as the music's great that's coming out you know our job is easier than it could <laughs> and be and that's the bottom line i mean you're only as good as the artist you're working with you know or the team around you i never liked pink or glitter or bows instead i chose blue and dirt and digging I never liked lipsticks and perfumes, never hung horse-themed posters in my bedrooms, assumed I was not like the other girls, and that the other girls were not like me. I shied away from my femininity, maximised my masculinity so that the boys wouldn't pick me last in team chasing, bracing myself on my mark for racing, lacing up my football boots and booting it, up and down the green, working ten times harder to be part of the team. I mean, I didn't really like football, but it was football or nothing at all. I'd sooner fall in the muck than be stuck sitting with the girls, all swapping stories of the glories of kissing boys. It was just white noise to me. I didn't see why I was different, but I knew I was. I didn't abide by the agreed-upon girl code laws. I didn't want to be girly and soft and weak. I didn't want to be considered delicate and meek. Because that's what girls are, or so I was told. I was told men were brave and brash and bold, while women are soft and sweet and scold the men for being men. The woman's role as homemaker, mother hen. I didn't want to pen myself into the definition of a woman coming from a mindset moulded by man. But as I grew, so too did my views and perceptions. I began to question the narrative and stop my comparative and competitive relationship with women and femininity. I realised my internalised misogyny was hurting me. Society had pitted me against myself, against the girls who'd done no wrong. I denied my own identity to embody what was said to be for the boys. But now I know. I am not like the other girls. And the other girls are not like me, because every woman is a vision of individuality. Now I know my sensitivity doesn't represent my sensibilities. Now I know I can be strong and soft in the same breath. I can love makeup and shoes and still have depth. I can be unmaternal but not uncaring, be powerful and fair and be educated and overbearing. I can be kind and nice but not naive. I can be brave while wiping tears on my sleeve. I can be everything or nothing I'm expected to be. I can be like the other girls, and they can be like me. Well, tell me about, you know, you were on the Late Late Show recently, so tell me about that experience. That was mad. That was off the head, because um, 
it happened. I got I got asked to I got commissioned to write a poem for the big picture on RT by Tara Peterman, and um, we done the video. I recorded the video, and that kind of went a bit viral. Like there was loads of people seeing it, and then Tara passed over very kindly to um, a woman called Tessa from the Late Late Show, and they loved it. Yeah, so they got me on. I was just went on my dress rehearsal. It was crazy. Like, and it wasn't. I was so casual about the whole thing until after I'd done it, and I was like, oh, I was just on national television. Like my mom and dad are sitting in the audience watching me on the telly. Like it, it was so weird. And yeah, the piece it's called Not Like the Other Girls. Um, the whole the whole um, theme of the big picture episode that I was commissioned for was like women in Ireland and how like the diversity and the gender norms and whatever. And I tried to, when I started writing, I I didn't know what I was where I was going. I was trying to get like a hundred years of Irish women history into like a two minute piece. And then my manager, Annette, actually said, it doesn't have to be about women. It can be about yourself as a woman. And I was like, that's, that's a great show. Like. Look straight into my eyes Don't mind these other guys Right here you will find What you're looking for You are a fine design A piece of art Then take me time to notice you With your brown eyes Don't even have to try You're the missing piece that I've been puzzled by The separation got me fucked up More miles on the road can run with it Thinking me all Climbing through your sheets, girl Really wish you were here I came along to this party Close my eyes and imagine That you're here, that you're here Really wish you were here I came along to this party Close my eyes and imagine That you're here, that you're here Give me a stress, give me a mind Give me the map to find the rest of you. Give me your heart, don't press rewind. Give me it all. There's been a lot of hand wringing in the music industry about Spotify and streaming services, with bands claiming they make very little from streams. But Word Up has a lot of success with Spotify. It's definitely had an impact. You know, I don't know. Oh, massive. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose it's what is, you know, everything is a means to an end. So I kind of look at Spotify as. It's on a similar nature to, to radio, you know, it's a promotional tool. The problem is, where's you know, the end when you know, when I when I started working music, I worked in a record shop, you know, and the end was someone coming and buy <laughs> buy a record over the over the counter. That's kind of gone now, so it's definitely important. And certainly, you know, when every, every time any of our artists puts a song out, you know, touch we're very lucky. We usually we usually get on New Music Friday. You know, we've built a good relationship with with James Foley, who's an Irish guy. You know, who's a great supporter. Yeah. Of everything and uh, they've sing. been brilliant. Yeah, you know, and it definitely uh, create, creates an interest, and people then come and say, yeah. But you just need to find people with an interest who then are going to pay in the artists. You know, and so, and yeah, as Annette said, it's the bottom line. We you know we're management. If our artists aren't making money, we're not making money. And then word up can't exist. So yeah, it has, because, you know, has you know, to pay for itself. <laughs> we, yeah, we'll sit down and we'll go. Well, is it a business? Is it a charity? Is it a social concern? Because we have, we're doing workshops as well, and some of the artists, you know, in an ideal world, the, the the circular kind of business model was that maybe some of the artists there would like to facilitate spoken word workshops or hip hop workshops, which they have done. But 
you know, it's it's incredibly hard work to, to make it all happen, make all the pieces. Of, and then as the artist's profile starts to rise, and obviously the music side of it, you know, is is so important for them, then you can't expect them to be available. So, you know, something had to give, and we had to become more structured in our approach as well. But it, it still has very much has community at its core. And even if we do evolve, it would be more something to do with a creative hub than, mm. you know... Yeah, it's it's a it's still a very. I mean, it's interesting working with spoken word as well now because you know you can take Spotify largely out of that equation. You know, there's you would think it would be harder to break a spoken word act than it would a music act. You know, those you know radios out, Spotify's out. But actually, you know, what we found in the tailor is that the people who you know, and again on a on a business bottom line, the people who who are interested in, in booking spoken word. Will tend to have it's seen it's in it's in that artistic medium where it's more people will pay Geared more towards, for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Theater, and, kind of. Yeah, yeah. 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 So it, it's and that's an interesting, yeah, an interesting discussion where music and it in falls general outside. Then it becomes yeah. something outside of the music industry. So because we're unique in that we're combining the two in in, in one kind of you know in one entity almost we're not purely music industry then because you know we do have the spoken word element so there you know there could be that element of theater there could be you know and it's it's so rewarding in that respect because yeah. it's like multidisciplinary you know it's taking everything that's happening in ireland culturally and putting it together throwing it together and seeing what comes of it ash in the fireplace freckles on the skin Last in the second place, going for a win Said she don't know me, she said it's a sin Said she don't know me, but knows where I've been I told all my friends, did you tell yours? She said I don't know, he screams mon amour He screams mon amour He screams Daffy from Tebby Rex explains how he gets noticed when there's so much music out there so how many difficulty comes from there being so much music? Because like usually places and music industries benefit from there being so much music. Like people are coming to gigs. It's like the more music, the better, the more for the industry, it's growth. But in Ireland, the problem is like, I think twofold in the sense of like, we don't have the facilities, right? Like we don't have, especially in terms of hip hop, we don't have the hip hop venues. They're non-existing. We have like maybe a handful of club nights. We don't have like the um, we don't have the media. Like, we have slight motif, which is like, like the only hip hop magazine in Ireland. You know what I'm saying? So the difficulty is like it's this growing thing that everyone acknowledges is growing, but it's not there, right? And you have to kind of balance that between realizing what it can be and what the reality of the situation is. You know, like it's not that much money there yet. There's not that much attention there yet, but it's bubbling. And how you get noticed, I think you just gotta... I, I, see, I want to tell people, be yourself, but if yourself is also maybe too similar with what everyone else's self is, market it more cleverly. I mean, like, look at artists. I think it's uh, with social media and the internet, you can legit pick up any artist who's popular, right? Like, pick 10 K-pop artists, or 10 artists who you feel are similar to you. And just look at them as a case study, as in, like, what was their big hit? How did they promote it? What is their process? All that kind of stuff. Phil and Annette have many plans for the future. The people that we've worked with to date, there's photographers within that group, there's videographers, and we're working with a really good 
um, a graphic designer at the minute who's helped an equally good social media person that's working with us now, Jennifer. Um, oh, and I think I did. We had talked briefly about um, the amount of women, you know, and that balance as well. There's a lot of really exciting things ahead in terms of bringing people in and um, growing as a team, you know, with a nice balance there. Yeah, yeah, I'd definitely like to, you know, on, on the word upside is grow it as a, as a company. And say grow it as a creative hub, and yeah, and, and bring in these all these different kind of uh, individuals, and then on the artist front, you know, we need, you know, our acts, you know, they need they you know, they can't do year after year of doing okay in Ireland, that'll kill them, you know, and that, and that say so that for any other band, yeah, that's there's certain bands you can kind of you know they can get to a level here, and that's great. But it doesn't go, you know, they want to get out. So you have to, you know, you have to look to the UK. You have to, you know, that's, and Europe. Yeah, you know, and we're working with agents now and labels who have that kind of international reach. Um, and, you know, we, you know, are we working with a music agent now who are part of this network of European agents. And that's great. So it's starting to get people out to do UK shows. Oh, this know. morning only, um, we were working with another guy that has an ongoing thing that's working. Um, now he's working between LA and Ireland when you were talking to yeah, him this yeah. morning and the, the, he would have connections now so there's like a steering committee being set up over there and he'd have connections over there and some of the biggest names you know and, and record labels over there are now getting to hear the music that we can pass over there and it's little connections like that you know and it's nice that you know it's probably people we knew 20 30 years ago same for natalia we went recently to the london irish center and because of connections that we would have had 25 years ago whatever we're able to get people to come to those shows and as a result something good will come of that and it's using um those connections to the best of our ability and that's the best way to promote people and get them beyond ireland anyway bottom line you know get them out of ireland you can find word up collective on facebook and twitter and wordupcollective.com and thanks to annette and phil udell natalia o'flarty and daffy we heard songs from Sequence and Super Silly, as well as Natalia and Tebby Rex in this episode. Next week, I'll be talking to bands and artists from the Dublin indie label Homebeat Presents. This programme is funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television licence fee, and it's produced by me, Alan Meany. Indie, rock and alternative. 2XM.